come to dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. This is Jasmine, the host, and I have my friend Janet Hill with me. Hi, Janet. Hi, Jasmine. So if you guys have been listening to my YouTube channel, like I know you all have been listening to my YouTube channel, so you already know that Janet and I have already had a talk in Let's Chat About And so I invited her again. And so today we're going to talk about living the life we want. Oh man, I I have such a theme. Uh, (laughs) But before we begin all of this, Janet, um, can you tell people like where you are, what you do, just so they have a little idea of, you know, where Yeah, hi. So I live in the UK in Kent, which for those of you who are not in the UK, it's in the south of um, England and it's known as the Garden of England. So it's very rural, um, despite kind of backing onto London, if you like, bordering London in many parts. And we grow lots of, um, well, we don't personally, but in Kent, (laughs) they grow a lot of fruit and vegetables. And um, the farm sort of opposite our house grows grapes, which are made into wine and champagne from Kent. Mm. Yeah, so that's where I am in the country. And I do two things. I'm a chartered accountant but I work in training. So I am responsible for training lots of student chartered accountants in the world. And then I blend that with my kind of coaching practice where I kind of help people hopefully to feel better. The whole world and particularly work with some students from a coaching perspective on motivation, exam anxiety, and also work with mums as well. Mm-hmm. which is very dear to my heart. Did you know that I studied in accounting? Do you know what I did, actually? But I wouldn't have been able to remember. But now you've told me that does, I do have some recollection. Yes. Yeah, I'm not started accounting, uh, accountant, um, but I studied in it. So I understand it. Uh, I do a lot of bookkeeping mm. for customers. You know, like I, I, I work with two customers. I go and do their month end. Okay. So like, cause they're like, no, no, I'm not doing this without you. They call me up like, and I'm like, they're like, come and do the month end. And I'm like, okay. So we just go ahead and do the month end. I just don't do the, you know, the big stuff, the, uh, the income tax and all of that stuff. I, I, that just, my brain goes, oh, boring. <laughs> But I like the the data, you know, putting the data data. in the right place so that the chartered accountant can do their jobs. (laughs) Yeah. And and I, the data bit, I don't, well, I, I, hate it. I don't do it. I've never done it. (laughs) I can do it and I do my own. I don't really enjoy it. So I prefer much more of the high level analysis and sort of looking at, Apple's financial statements and doing all of that sort of stuff but I prefer talking about it and training in it and actually doing it okay I get it I found my my niche I like to build the system right yes okay yeah I like to build the all of our accounting systems so that when it gets to the accountant they know what to do with the numbers yeah yeah Yeah, that makes sense yeah so um 
I wanted to share with you that this weekend, um, or I should say last weekend, I, I finished my class with Michael. Okay. Coaching Mastery. Oh. So, uh, I don't know if you remember, like, so for those of you who don't know, Janet and I did coach, uh, Super Coach Academy together. And uh, that's how we met. And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, I continued, like some people did the advanced track, and I actually continued and I did the Coaching Mastery mm-hmm. class. And it was uh, such an amazing, just, uh, it was six months of pure bliss Uh, (laughs) and this weekend we were talking um, about such beautiful beautiful conversation the the main thing that came to me um, this weekend or that he talked about this weekend was how coaching in coaching there's the science of coaching and then there's the art yeah there's the art of coaching and I just I I could see how this way of looking at things is transferable like you can take this way of looking at things and make it into anything else so we could look at accountancy you know And then you've got the science, you know, and then you've got the art. It's so funny because now I'm realizing that you've got the science and I got the art. (laughs) Because you teach it, right? So you teach people how to, how to, how the accounting works. Mm. And I teach them how to put the stuff in the right place, like just ways, because there's so many ways of doing that and so many different systems that you can use. And so I like, I like to teach the art of it, you know? So I saw beautiful, beautiful things inside this, this conversation. And, um, and I had a conversation with, um, Oh, I had a conversation with Rob about it. Hmm. I wonder if I should bring in the conversation with Rob right away. Wow. Why not? You know, okay. So tell you what, Rob and I, we have a chat. We have a a segment inside the podcast and we talk about, you know, moving, how to move stuff. In the last episode, we talked about weight loss. And I did, there was, I called it part one (laughs) and this is part two. (laughs) So I'm going to introduce the segment and we'll listen to it together and then we can have a chat about it. Okay. Cool. I'm going to share my screen now. Always love listening to Rob talk. (laughs) It's coming. You don't see it yet, right? No. Okay, there we go. Let's go. Hello, everybody. We're back for another episode of Move the Way You Want, Just Move. And we're continuing the conversation about weight loss. No, it's not about weight loss. What is it about, Rob, again? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
it's we're we're essentially talking about weight loss, but we were last um time we talked about we were pointing toward the space of before we get into any kind of body composition change you know even if it's weight loss i mean for some people they they're trying to gain weight some people are so so thin that they need to gain weight so we just call it you know looking at that space before you make any determination of changing your body composition you know that's what we're talking about and so once that is done once we we get that it's you know what? I the other day I saw uh, I saw um, a quote, and it just spoke to me. And the quote was, "My body is a map of my life." Mm. And I thought it was really like insightful for me because I could, you know, I could see okay, this I was four when I fell on my chin. You know, and I scarred myself here. Down here is like when I had my my ovarian tumors. Uh, you know, like I have, like I could see my life through it. You know, like now and now the older I get, I'm getting skin things, you know, and the doctors keep telling me that's just because you were in the sun a lot. And I was like, okay, yeah, I was, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was, interesting that my body is not me it's just like it's like past me it just followed me through my life and it's like proof this this is like proof that i've lived (laughs) kind of thing right Most people so, say you don't get through life without bumps and bruises. What yeah. takes that bumps and bruises is the body. <laughs> you know, the body houses the spirit and the spirit moves and navigates through, you know, the, the world as we've created. It takes some, like you say, some broken fingers or some shoulder blades or collarbone issues. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I like that. But it's also, you know, it, it also aligns with what we were talking about uh last time where we were saying that even if you even if you don't increase your calorie intake Mm -hmm. if you literally stop moving you will see that in your body yes yeah and i don't know if we probably have because i can't remember all the um previous yeah but again scientifically depending on which which study you're looking at whether but it's 35 to 40 we know it's it's tightening about that range where the body stops producing the same amount of lean muscle mass as it did the year before so if at 35 you even did the same amount of exercise that you did prior to the years you will notice an increase um, or a change in your body composition, just because your body is no longer producing that amount of um, lean muscle mass. So scientifically, something is happening inside. And since it's not producing that same amount of lean muscle mass, that means less testosterone is available to the body. And that makes some changes for people because it's a hormonal change in the body. And that causes some thinking. 
and then you know it just it goes on and on and on after that but that is that is a large reason of why right there what you just said yeah i when i had my uh, hysterectomy you know um i didn't realize how the fact that i didn't i no longer had my ovaries like mm -hmm. i i had no idea the impact that it would have on my body and yeah. on my mind like it there was like a major adjustment because it was you know like most people that most women that go through menopause they go through you know they they start they learn like the 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 hormone stops like the ovaries stop working slowly it's not like a from one day to the next you yeah. have it or you don't right yeah. and so they they learn to deal with it and i didn't learn to, <laughs> yeah. to deal with it it was like from one day to the next it was like no more and it was like really an an, an incredible um impact that it had on my body and on my mind well it happens for for men too i mean you could i don't know if they have it in canada but you could turn on the TV, any sports network. If you watch it long enough, they're going to they gonna give you one of them commercials. Hey, guys, everything's not right. Buy this pack of pills and everything <laughs> will be right. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. but they'll say stuff like your hair not growing like it should be, you know, which again is a byproduct of those hormones changing, you know, got a little bit less energy you know you know what they're alluding to when they're saying it or what they're trying to get yeah. to motivate you by but that is again because there's a hormonal change in the body and men don't handle it well either yeah I you know they go straight to testosterone boosters and it drives their stuff into a spike where they have a little bit more energy aggression and than they've had before and it's just as hard to balance you know um, so that's just another reason why you know we don't want to start moving to lose weight because there's a problem with you because yes. you know, there's stuff yes. that you just it doesn't matter once you're past 35 your body is going to change it's going to change and i just saw this earlier um you and marina and it said her definition of problem is a disagreement with reality. Yeah. So if you're starting your quest for body composition change with the problem that you're, you know, not right or not in the best state or not in the state, you know, then you have a disagreement with reality because after 35, 40, it ain't, your body is changing. <laughs> the reality mm -hmm. is you have, have, not moved enough to maintain the weight you you know pretty much wanted to maintain truth is that what you think is cute is going to be subjective like you said you look back at 32 year old you go oh she's a hottie but at 32 you was probably Ugh. yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> it's, uh, it's i'm part of this women's group and you know it's all about weight loss and the girls are hilarious in that group i'm telling you they are the funniest people i've met and <laughs> one girl was saying something like i'm so i'm so disappointed that i lost the best years of my life thinking mm -hmm. i was fat yeah it's and it's true it's all thinking and it's like you know when i was 16 i thought i was fat when i was 20 i thought i was fat when i was 25 i thought i was like it was it was always a persistent 
um, thing that I carried with me. And just at one point, I just said, okay, well, I, what, what? Can I ask you a question? Because yeah. it, it just, it, have you ever thought to yourself, like, and I probably asked you this before, but it just hit me again when you said, uh, you know, you were thinking, I'm fat, yeah. I'm fat. Have you ever thought of yourself as any other part of the body that you have? Have you ever woke up and said, you know what? Today, I feel like I'm hair. <laughs> Today, I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm very no. full of fluid. Never. Today, I feel like I'm just just too much blood in my body today. I need to lose a little blood. Like, why is it only fat? Why, why is it like you have fingernails, you got hair, you got skin, you got blood, you got, like, why is it fat is the only thing that we could take a piece of, only a portion of, it's only a portion of the body, Yeah. but it can then define the whole body. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, people with, there's about 206 bones in the body, but some people have 207, I think two, it's 206 to 211, something like that, I can't remember off the bat, but some people may have one or two additional bones. They don't walk around like, I'm a little more bony than the next person. No, <laughs> like, why is fat the thing we we stick on? And that's what makes me think is some, some conditioning or thinking around it, or some type of, in my opinion, it was what the world did by marketing fitness a certain way. Yeah. that created that gap but yeah I just when you said that I yeah yeah no I totally get it which, which brings me to you said something earlier and you said your quest into changing your body composition it's mm -hmm. a little long like weight loss is super quick but there's so much weight on weight loss that I like you know I like quest my quest on changing my body <laughs> composition this is going to be the new thing, <laughs> you know? Well, it's just, yeah, it's just, you know, I'm looking at my body and it, it's, it's not what I like. Okay, that's, I get that because I have those days, you know. Um, so then I'm, I'm going on a journey to change my body composition because I do understand enough to know that it's going to be a journey. It won't happen overnight. And so then I'll sit down and paint realistically what it looks like if I want to achieve that. I know how much weight the body should lose in a healthy manner per week. I know how much it could, should gain. I know things that helps it gain. I know things that helps it lose. And then I'm going to play with those scientific factors in some type of art form as in cardio, riding my bike more, pick up some here, drop some there. But I'm also going to understand it's a journey. Every day won't go right because I'll be breaking some old habits. Every day won't be easy because I'll be doing new things. And so when I set my mind up for that, it makes it, it makes it a, you know, a little bit, for me at least, a little bit easier of a playing ground versus if I'm trying to get ready. I think the last big thing I got ready for was a photo shoot about uh, a year and a half ago, right before the pandemic. I was having a, a it was going to be a fitness photo shoot. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm going back. I'm going back hard, you know. And I jumped way back to things that I normally didn't do. Got a trainer, got back into the weights and all of that. And it was so funny because I went to this trainer thinking he was going to throw all these weights on me and my body was going to look this certain way. And all he worked on was me stretching and being more healthier for me. And I was like, I ended up without the body I wanted, but I felt significantly good. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the picture body I wanted for the pictures, 
but it sure as hell was the picture feeling. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like my yeah, body yeah. felt great. It didn't look like the body type I had in my head for the picture. So then I started thinking like, wait, sometimes we have an image of what we think the feeling is we want to have. Well, then I realized I can have the feeling in this body. I can have the feeling in anybody, any type body style I have. So it just took a little weight off of it for me. Now I just get to play with the way I want to shape it. Just like I get to play with whether I want to do podcasts or medium blog. It's whether I want to coach or train. Yeah. It's the same type of play. You know, it's the same type of play. Fantastic. All right. Well, Rob, I just thought of what we're going to talk about in our next segment. Got it. All right. So guys, this is what we're going to talk about in our next segment. We're going to talk about the science versus the art. And that's something that we actually, uh, Rob and I learned over the weekend. And uh, like, I love that he brought this up and uh, we're just going to talk about it with you. And hopefully it's going to make a difference. Um, And I'm sure it's going to make a difference for me. Actually, I'm totally excited to talk about it. So thank you again, Rob. Thank you for being here. And we're coming back soon. Take care, guys. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah. No, there's so much. I love the uh, feeling thing that the you can have the feeling state despite what the body is doing or not doing or whatever. Um, I love that distinction. So tell me, I know that you're very, um, you're active. <laughs> you know, you're a very active person. So do you have a lot of thinking about your body? Uh, like some, like around that? I definitely. Yes and no, which is a rubbish answer. So I have definitely come through I'd say seeing a lot more about energy and a lot of sore throats and things like that so I was very sort of busy busy minded about am I tired all the time and oh I've got a sore throat what's going to happen to me So I used to get quite could have dragged into kind of like symptoms and what was going on. And that's shifted to a large extent. And interestingly, more it shifted, the more energy I have. Mm. Because I'm not so dragged down with that kind of preoccupation of what am I doing? So that's kind of really shifted for me over the last three or four years. And at the same time, my body is also going through those kind of menopausal things. So it's kind of like, oh, this has shifted. Oh, and by the way, Janet, we're just going to bring this one to you now. And I'm I'm not going to say I like it because that would be lying. But I'm not. It doesn't feel as heavy, the fact that my body is doing a variety of changes. Mm. Um, 
So I'm giving it a little bit more freedom just to change a little bit without, and sometimes I get annoyed. That's, I'm like, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, and I do find like some of my running harder than I used to do. And I started doing a little bit more yoga and a little bit more stretching to kind of ease my body in different ways. Does that answer your question? I'm not sure that's a very coherent answer because it's like no, different things. No, we, we, I think that we, you know, starting very young, I, uh, I had a lot of thinking about my body. I was like, it was like, it started very, very young, like no joke. I remember, I think it was in first grade. Like, I remember this moment where I didn't want to, um, we, in first grade, we started doing physical exercise, you know, okay. like, yeah. Did, um, I don't know what it's called in English. Uh, PA, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. PA. So um, I, I just had a blank of the name. Uh, we started doing PE, and um, I remember my first class of PE, or maybe not my first class, but yeah. one class of PE, I knew I was going to be in the class. And I just didn't want to do it. You know, like I was always, I are, always had a lot of thinking about moving. Mm. When I, what I, I did, I, on purpose, I put a skirt, you know, to go to school. I didn't put any pants. I knew I had PE, but I put a skirt. And in my mind, in my, I don't know how old I was, seven or eight year old mind, it was like, well, I have a skirt, so I won't be able to do PE. So it's just going to, you know, make me sit down and I'll just look at people doing PE and I won't be doing it. Mm. And um, the teacher um, said, no, you're still going to do PE. And it was, and it was, um, we were doing cartwheels. So exactly, right? So do you know what he did? And this was 1977 or something to that effect. So in the 70s, the teacher took the whole class and made them look away from me. They, everybody was turning their backs to me and I had to still do the, the, the cartwheels. And I, 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 I still remember that. I mean, and I'm not the type that remembers that, you know, a lot yeah. of stuff. I'm not very, but that like really, <laughs> I remember that, but like, it's really amazing how it started young and some yeah. people just don't just, mm. you know, I'm guessing that you, because you work with mothers <laughs> and I'm guessing you work with mothers and children and their children and how to think, you know, how to be with their children. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I'm guessing that you you deal with that kind of stuff where the mothers. Um, cause the, the only thing that I can see that occurred because I was young is that somebody said something about my body when I was really young, and then I just created a story. Yeah, created yeah. something around it, and yeah. And, you know, I've been carrying it with me. I know. And I think it's really like I'm seeing a lot around this. So for me, it was a different story. 
But I remember being told to put a happy face on when I was little, about three or four. Okay. And I've kind of realized recently that I held my emotions inside me, that I didn't know it was okay to kind of feel all a range of feelings. Yeah. So I didn't until these last three or four years. So it's the same sort of thing. And I think it's like this in, and it's really, really innocent. It's not a blame of a parent. And, and, and then I think innocently as well, it almost becomes handed down generations. Yeah. So I think the more mums can feel more settled in themselves and to start to get a grasp for where their experiencing is coming, they can kind of start to change and then it has massive wonderful benefits for children too not only like do mums start to feel better and who wouldn't want that is that it comes through and it in it I say it without blame on anybody it, it is you know no per, no parent is ever perfect um but yeah it's the same thing you know for me when it comes to parents um, the big thing that, like, that totally changed my perspective, my perspective on parents, like, I, I had a perspective, I can't even tell you what the perspective on my parents was, because I literally, literally transformed that. Um, and, and when you transform something in my, it like, if, for me, when I see something, and I see it as like, this is totally made up it all of a sudden disappears. Like I can't even bring <laughs> it back to mind, which is like, so we can see that the weight loss thing hasn't disappeared yet. Cause I can yeah. still bring that one to mind. Uh, <laughs> but when it comes to my, I, I, I don't remember how I felt with my parents. I, I do remember, you know, I had a lot of complaints about them and I did a class once. And in this class, we were having a conversation about parents and a lot of people in the in the class were saying my parents did this and my parents did that and it's because of my parents and and all of this and and the 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 leader or the teacher or whatever you want to call him said okay everybody that is between 18 and 25 please stand up so everybody that was 18 25 stood up and he said, everybody that's sitting down, look at these people. That was your parents when you were born. Mm. And that totally transformed my point of view about it. Because, you know, we think that our parents are not human. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's like super. Yeah. And we're, and we're like, when they're little, when we're little, that is true. We look at them and we're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, but really, now that we're adults, like, think about it. Your parents were doing the best they could oh, yeah. with what they knew at that time. Yeah. And, yeah. and knowing that for me totally transformed my relationship to them. Mm. You know, it was all of a sudden, oh, yeah. You know, like, mom does this because of that. I get that. A dad does this because of that. I get that. You know, and it just like all of a sudden, all of my complaints about them just like kind of like disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. So 
So I don't blame anybody. And if, and anyways, the blame game really just doesn't work. It, no, it, but the, when you go, when we go to blame, we end up in that kind of victim mentality. And actually that takes, that gives, takes choice away from us. Whereas actually, if we see innocence and we can change it, we can, we have the power to change the story and to change it ourselves anyway. But if we're in victimhood, we're stuffed, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, talk a little bit more about it, it takes choice away from us. Like I just like talk a little bit more about that. I think that there's something to see there. Mm. Well, I suppose like I not so much for parenting stuff as well, but it applies the same. But like for me, it felt like growing up with a brother that had significant problems and then eventually died from drug addiction. And then I lost. So I lost my brother and my dad within like three months of each other. Mm. And I can, like, that's, like, do not get me wrong, it is this, it's sad. Yeah. Nobody would dispute that. But there were a couple of things, this, I didn't know it was okay to be sad, that was one thing, so that didn't go well. Yeah. And secondly, I then kind of created my life and my suffering around that. So well, of course I'm going to be a bit depressed or of course I'm this or of course I'm this because that happened to me. Now, I see that I actually, like when I could see that I was creating that experience, that all of that was my story and my words and my thinking, when that's fallen away, interestingly enough, I feel more in control. And I, I've got to change the story and I've got to change how I see it and I feel more settled about it. So that's what I see about control. Hmm. But I don't mean controlling my emotions. I don't mean controlling how I am. It just Maybe control's the wrong word, but well, it, it feels easier and more settled. Well, I think that, you know, if, if you feel in a certain way, if you think you feel a certain way because of something that occurred in your life, well, that thing has occurred yeah. and it will never disappear. So if your happiness or well-being or health yeah. is attached to something that happened outside your life, how the hell are you going to, how the hell can you be any different then? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you could see that, yes, it has happened. Like, yes, you lost both your brother and father. And it has made you sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the sadness 
at times have has created an experience of depression, anxiety, no sleep, yada, yada, yada. But if you could see that what you're, it's what you're telling yourself about what happened that's creating it, then you can stop telling yourself the story yeah 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 and it's a fine line of distinction and it it some people will hear it and say you've changed your thinking or whatever but actually it's more that you've seen through it that yeah. you've seen that the thinking itself isn't even real and that's where the freedom comes. And that for me has been, and it, like, be like you were saying about the body and talking about what Rob was talking about, which is what I really related to is, it felt like I needed to fix myself or, you know, that was my version of it. Or like, it could be a version of, I need to lose weight. I need to do this. I need to do this until I'm happy. And then I'll be happy. And it's all outside, outside, change, change, change. But when we start to see through it, then the change comes more naturally. Yeah. And then we feel more in control. I, well, I, like said, I don't think the word control is actually the word. No. We're like, it's, it, I think it's freedom. Yes. I like that word better. We'll go. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. More yeah. Like More freedom. Yeah. Freedom around it. There's no, because control has a constriction to it. Yes. Yes. I agree with you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Freedom is flow, like, right? You. Yes. Yes. And it goes back to that point of being able to feel everything. And that in itself is freedom. Yeah. To be sad, to be happy to be angry, to be peaceful, to be all of these things. Like the freedom is feeling everything. Yeah, I had a conversation. I, th I think it was the, the it's, it's fresh for me because I just had a conversation with, uh, with Steph, uh, Steph. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we were talking, that's what we were talking about. We were talking mm. about how, you know, when we're feeling something like we, feeling like for me the big change that occurred because I was like you I mean I would the big thing for me was anxiety I didn't want to feel it I could sense it I was like okay if I'm going if I'm gonna go that way I'm gonna get anxiety so I'm gonna go that way you know yeah. <laughs> right yeah. so I just yeah. avoid anxiety like there was and I was that was a big thing that I did I avoided um but once I, I heard that emotions are energy in motion mm -hmm. and, and we had started our, you know, our, our studies and um, like, it was really like, I got that a thought is energy. Yeah. And we are, we actually see the thought and it actually comes through us. We're just like, it comes through us. It's like, that's why Michael, our mentor, uh, yeah. talks about thoughts as clouds because they just go in the sky, you know, and all of a sudden they pass. But we're, we're the sky. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We're not, yeah. So 
when when I heard, and I know thoughts, emotions are thoughts that just manifest in our body. And inert energy and motion just made me go, okay, so if energy is, is if, if, if emotion is energy in motion, and I just need to let it pass through, I'm just going to feel my emotion. And I remember doing the exercise of letting, you know, anxiety come through me. And I was just amazed at how it just went through me. And I did this years ago, you know, I did, I, 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 I looked at this years ago and now I can, I can still feel anxiety, but it's not as strong. And what I associated it is that I, whenever I would feel emotion, that emotion of anxiety, I would store it somewhere. I wouldn't let go through. I would store it somewhere in me. And so when it would come back, it would come back full force right? It was hiding and it was like, hey, I'm coming. I'm the anxiety monster, right? But once I started feeling it and just letting it go through, it was smaller and smaller every time. And now I can feel it come and I kind of go, look at that. There's anxiety. Yeah. Do you feel like a slight, again, I'm not very good with words. Detachment doesn't sound right, but it's almost as if like, for me, like you can have this experience of anxiety, but you can almost be watching it. So it doesn't feel so real. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, that's yeah. just what's happening over there. That's just a cloud, but it's not really me. Whereas to me, I believed up until three or four years ago that all of my thinking and all of my thoughts were totally real. Yeah. Crazy. Like I just thought that everything in my head was completely real yeah I thought that you know if I thought it it must mean something you know I must have um what these powers these uh I I must have psychic powers (laughs) yeah yeah right so yeah okay I just saw something show up in my mind oh that was a prediction Oh my God, how can I not have the prediction? And I, I was like, it was so tiring. Yeah. Like, no joke. I was like, oh my goodness. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, I'd have, de- I dream a lot. I like, I had a lot of bad dreams. I mean, man, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, my heart pounding my, you know, and I'd have to wake up and I'd try to fix, you know, like I just had a premonition. So you had to then go and fix it with a lot more thinking. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We like something happens and then we create something. Right. So I had a bad dream and I'm creating that it's a premonition and I'm believing it's a premonition. And so now I'm thinking, how can I fix the premonition? So, but guys, I just made that up. But what no, actually happened is I had a bad dream. Yeah. But you like you you're using the example of a dream. The same is true in waking life. Yeah. I remember being about seven or eight and being at school and having a, a thought that my parents were going to die. Now, there was nothing wrong with them. It wasn't like it wasn't like that they were ill or which would say 
And I don't know why. And then I decided as a seven or eight year old that that meant I need to think about it. And if I thought about it enough and got upset about it, it wouldn't happen. So then I lived my life constantly, like every thinking, oh, something's going to happen. Like, and when my children started driving, oh my God, can you imagine? I was a nutcase, like literally. Well, and then I believed I even had to think it, otherwise it would happen. I remember us walking in Santa Monica because we, we went to do super coach in Santa Monica. Yeah. Those days of travel. <laughs> the days of traveling. And I remember you talking about that because you were like talking about how your one of your child was going somewhere with a friend in the car. And you were like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not going to work. I got to talk to the husband and I got to tell him to. I don't yeah. remember what it was, but that's so funny. And, that, and, and it, I still get that like you were saying earlier it still happens sometimes not very much yeah somehow it's not it, it has cleared more and I don't find myself in that state so much but if it does come back those sorts of things now it's almost I can I can just hold them lightly and it's almost like it's like oh that's just sort of old thinking it's just this and it I just know it's not real, I suppose. So I don't buy into it, even though it doesn't feel very nice still. Yeah. I remember, I, like, I don't have any children, no. but I've always had pets. And I remember, you know, I had two dogs and they were my babies. Like, literally, like, they would get babysit, babysat and all. Like, this one, this one I can carry with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not a problem. But the other two, I couldn't carry with me. So they would be get babysat and all of this. And it was like, I would, I remember having nightmares of losing them. And it was like the end of the world. Like I would, I remember calling friends and saying, please talk to me because now I'm freaking out. What if I lose him? What's going to happen? And it was really, it was real. It was really real. And people told me I was crazy, of course, you know, because they didn't have that thinking. Yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah. so yeah and and you know what's really interesting now we're talking about just a few things right now so we're just talking about a few things but the the power when you can see it in one thing you're going to start seeing it in other things yeah. and the power I, I, again, I'm not, I think I'm, I'm not going to use power, but once you start seeing it, it, it's already the beginning of change. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's amazing how our life, our whole life is built on top of things. And I, you know, I've been listening to this con, you know, I've been listening to the three principles for a long time. I've actually, you know, I started in another conversation, which was a transformative conversation also, um, you know, in 2001. So I've been in the conversation of transformation for a long time. And for those of you listening, when I, when I say transformation, it's that it means that everything is the same, yet everything is different. And I find that 
really, really cool because <laughs> I, I actually like my life. And then there were these aspects of my life that I didn't like. And I was like, okay, but you know, everything that I was trying to do, right, would change other areas in my life that I liked. And then when I got into this conversation, it was like, no, no, everything is going to be the same. You're just going to see it differently. Mm. It's going to show up differently in your life. But I still take layers off and layers off and layers off. Like I still see things. I mean, last year, I remember seeing how much I judged myself. Like I just saw it very clearly. I think I remember talking, I remember that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like I really saw how I, you know, the thing is, is that it's all about thought, right? So the thought is the power and we can form our lives based on this, you know? It's like when we go to the movies and, you know, we feel an emotion, we can, we can feel it in that moment and then leave and that's it. And it was, you know the movie who did it but it's not the movie who did it it's you mm-hmm. you felt it i mean i could go see one movie and i think one thing and you can think about yeah. it right because we create different things but when we live our lives we do the same thing mm-hmm. and then we think but we forget it's a, it's still it's still mm-hmm. a movie it's still us looking at life looking out there and saying that that out there is creating this this the other way around yeah and it saying it sounds so simple and people are oh yeah but oh yeah but and there's always going to be a but and it's not like you live in that place day in and day out but once you really see that what, what what you've just said is true then change can't help but happen yeah it's impossible. It might, you might not get the things you want. It might not change in the way you thought, but change is inevitable. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's so funny because I got coached. Um, I just got coached about something, you know, and I had, I knew I had a lot of thinking about it and I was just like, I, I was explaining all my thinking, you know, well, this is like, I had made up this and then I was explaining this and I had made up this and I was explaining this and I had made up this and I had explained it. And the person was just listening and listening and listening. And, and he asked me one question, which, which I don't even remember where the question is, but I got where all of this that I had created was coming from. So if you're coming from you think something and you think it's true, then you build on top of that. Yes, yes, yes. And I almost like, for me, I see like a house of cards and you're like, you know, you build card upon card upon card. And I don't know, like if you've ever had counseling or that you know in the past when I've tried to have had help it was almost like let's just put another layer of card on top of yes you have a real problem Dana so do this and it's like and it and then I couldn't do it 
So then I was another card because I was a failure because what they were telling me to do never worked. And then at some point, those cards all just fall away because you see them all as thinking. You know, is that the, the, the biggest um, insight that I had about, you know, help, that helped me see uh, thought was when I, I had an insight about positive thinking you know, or affirmations. So I, I read a lot about it, about it and they would say, now I'm not saying affirmations don't work, people, please don't write me hate mail. Uh, <laughs> but it was kind of like, for me, this is how I was doing it, right? So I had this problem, right? And then they say, okay, well, if you have this problem, tell yourself this. And yes. so- I had to remember this, what I was telling myself then. But in order to remember this, I have to keep this present. Yeah. And yeah. I never saw it like that. I never saw like, oh yeah, well, it's kind of like, you know, if you have a negative thought, think a positive one. Uh, well, no, that's not how it goes because you know, if you've got a negative thought and now you're thinking, you're telling yourself, I got to, I have the negative thought. Now I have to think the positive thought. Well, you have yeah. to maintain the negative thought in order to think the positive thought, right? <laughs> so it was just kind of like, it was really amazing when I saw that. Because the negative thought was never true in the first place anyway. So why try and change it? Yeah. 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 No. As opposed to this conversation, when, when you really see through it, sure. yes. if that positive thought comes to you, you're just going to have it naturally. Yeah. 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 And sometimes from a more settled place, I can kind of go, oh, I don't feel so good today. I'll go and have a walk. Or it's, it's like sometimes it really occurs to me to get out of my loop of sort of thinking and sometimes it doesn't and that's okay too but it's not a it's not a technique it's not a this it's just oh you're a bit of a bum today Janet wouldn't it be a good idea to go for a walk yeah and it comes it's really hard to explain the difference there but it's all about the feeling like it's coming from this place of seeing through thought and sometimes I do literally get myself out of it yeah and and it's it and, and we and we still get in our heads yeah oh yeah 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 you know like I just I just think of the you know when we first started this podcast yeah. you know and it was like oh my god what am I going to talk about Janet with Janet oh my god and I was like okay and then I just had the idea oh let's listen to this and now all of a sudden it's been an hour and 10 minutes that we've been on the phone oh wow okay I didn't notice that <laughs> I just noticed you but I think like it almost felt to me before that everyone was trying to make me very zen like like you know don't feel anything like life should be flat or whatever now actually it goes up and down yeah and that's fine too Our you know, life is going to do that to us and we can either kind of get on and enjoy the ride or we can try and hang on by our fingernails 
we just we could just look at our bodies you know like our heart i mean when the heart is like this we're dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true so it's like we're supposed to do this yes that's what we're supposed to do man and we should be happy because it shows we're alive yeah <laughs> oh i love that jasmine that's amazing wow okay well that's a good place that is a good place to find it so thank you so much thank you so yeah. much for for being here and um i know that you've got some things coming up so i'm not gonna spill the beans but uh you've got you want to tell people how they could reach you if they want to like when is your website launching it's pretty much launching at the moment. It's almost there. I've got a few things to sort of sort out um, and and get it finished. So it should be launched in April sometime. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, available by email. Um, and then, yeah, the website should be launched very, very soon. Well, you know what? The episode is actually going to air in in april because everybody we're, we're pre-recording this obviously okay so do you want to tell us what your your website is going to be what's the answer yes it is janethillcoaching.co.uk fantastic all right and and just to end the show i'm gonna put you on the spot and i'm gonna ask you do you have a nugget of wisdom for the people listening do i have a nugget of wisdom um, my nugget of wisdom is to know that inside each of us is the wisdom. And my dad said to me when my first son was tiny, like two weeks old and screaming a lot, he said to me, Janet, put the books away because I was reading all of these mothering books, looking through them, like, what do I do with a screaming baby? My dad, bless him, knew that the answer was inside me. And I didn't hear it. Mm. I didn't get what he was pointing to. He didn't know this conversation, but he knew that I could be the perfect mom if I just kind of got out of my head, which is what he was pointing to. So, um, trust, trust yourself and know that you know how to be the best, wonderful person and especially for mothers. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Janet. And my nugget of wisdom is as usual, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want, people. Take care. Uh, lots of love. Bye. Bye.